If you have a story you would like to hear featured on this podcast, please go to AsTheRavenDreams.com and click the button to submit your story. Also, if the platform you're listening on has the option to rate this podcast, please consider doing so. And thank you. I have two really weird events that happened to me, and I have no idea what to really make of them. Nor if they are actually glitches in the Matrix, but I figured I would go ahead and share them for the sake of entertainment, or whatever. These both happened a few years back. No connection between the two other than I was involved, and they both kind of happened while I was at work. Well, that, and they were both weird as hell. At least to me. The first one's a bit short, but that doesn't make it any less freaky. I work as a server at a fairly large bar and grill chain. We get a lot of people that come in over the weekends, typically starting Friday night. So, it's not unusual for us to have a lot of people that are there ready to keep things flowing smoothly. There was one Friday night that I worked where it seemed like we were just not going to get a lot of business, which was fine by me. Obviously, this didn't make my manager too happy as we were eating labor hours with so many people on the clock but had no money coming in. He waited until around 7.30, which was typically when we would all be running around like crazy, but when business didn't pick up, He decided that a few of us needed to go home. He sent a few of the kitchen staff home and a couple of the wait staff and basically brought us down to our weekday staff. While he was deciding who to send home, I literally said the words, As soon as they leave, we're going to get half a dozen parties in that door at the same time and it's going to be a struggle. He laughed and told me that since we were past the busiest hour, it wasn't likely, as that has almost literally never happened since he's worked there. Sure enough, as soon as the last person that he decided to send home walked out the back door and left, we had literally six parties walk through the door. Six, which is half a dozen, and it wasn't just parties of two. It was parties of two, three four with kids, and so on, and they all walked in within the same two-minute period. Needless to say, he claimed that I jinxed the store by saying what I said. I was just more so proud that I had somehow predicted the number of parties that were going to walk in precisely. Even crazier, that was it for the entire night. We closed at 9.30, so about two hours later and there weren't any other parties beyond those six that came in the door. It was a really weird Friday, and such a mundane event, but it was still really weird to me that it pretty much happened as I said it would. The other event was super weird too, but it kind of happened the other way around. It was the midday shift in the middle of the week, so it was pretty slow. On these shifts... I like to take my time and talk to customers a bit more, be a little more friendly, 
and this is especially true if they have a young child. I love children, so I love to just chat with the little ones while I work, as it makes it so much easier and makes me happier. A young lady and her two children come in, they get seated in my section, and I come over to chat shortly while I take their order. I get their food, and I bring it to them, and then I come back while they're eating to just do my check-in. I asked the son, who had to be around four or five, if he liked his chicken tenders, and he looked up at me, deadpan stared, and says, Don't burn your house down. I asked him what he said, and he just smiled and said that he liked his chicken. Yeah, it was a bit weird, but I just moved on with my shift. That night, I was making dinner for my roommate and myself, and something happened with the pan that caused a bunch of oil to spill onto the burner. And it caught fire. I panicked, unsure of what to do, and I was just screaming as it started to catch the back wall behind the stove. I admit, I did not know what to do, and I felt incredibly stupid. But my roommate ran into the room with a small fire extinguisher that we had that was rated for kitchen fires. She blasted it and put it out. I was just standing there with a shocked look on my face when she looked over at me and said, "'Geez, Liz, don't burn the house down.' As soon as she said that, I freaked out. The fire was enough to make me stressed, but the fact that she had said almost the same thing the kid said, and the fact that he had said it to me that day, it was seriously terrifying." Those are my two events that I can remember that happened. It is weird for me that they both happened at my work, and maybe the first one was a complete coincidence, or maybe my particular chilies just happened to be in a location where the veal between reality and the Matrix is thin. Who knows? This is one of the biggest personal glitches I have ever had. I work in the admitting department of my local hospital, and I also help the business office with miscellaneous billing duties. One of the things that I do is keep track of obituaries. When someone's obituary appears in the newspaper, I check to see if they still owe the hospital money. If they do... I clip the obit, fill out a form, and then keep track of how their insurance pays and whatnot. A few years ago, I've worked there for more than 20 years, one of my coworkers in the dietary department retired and passed away soon after. I know, because I processed her obituary. This coworker's daughter was really good friends with my cousin, so... The daughter was even at my cousin's house the day after my coworker's funeral. They had a big wake for her mother and everything. Today, as I'm working ER registration, the daughter comes in and says that her mom is in the ER. I was brought up short. I thought, uh, what? I didn't say anything for a moment, so my office mate had to step in for me and look up this lady's mother. Sure enough, it's the woman who died years ago. My office mate lets the daughter back into the ER to see her mother, and I'm unable to find the obit form that I filled out. 
The OP added several edits to the story. Edit 1. I heard back from my cousin, and he's as weirded out as I am. Coworker's daughter has no memory of the wake or anything, but she said that she's been getting this stuff from people around her from the past few days. People remember her mom dying, even funeral details and the like, but Coworker's daughter does not remember any of it. Plus, her mom is right there. It's freaky. Edit 2. I spoke with a cousin instead of texting him. Coworker's daughter said it was her dad that died, and not her mom. But she also said that that's not the way any of the people who run into her remember it. They're asking where her dad is, how he is today. He's not answering his phones, his texts, etc. And to her, the man has been dead for over ten years. I've been asked if I had any close calls or moments where I could have slipped from one universe to another, and yes, there was one. It was a little over two years ago. I was getting my evening medications together, but I was tired and I screwed them up. I ended up taking an entire full bottle of glipizide, which is a medication that lowers your blood sugar. I accidentally took enough to kill a horse. I realized it right as I laid down for a nap due to the extreme exhaustion, and I felt really weird going to sleep. Looking back on it, I think I fell asleep forever there and woke up here. Edit 4 was them thanking people for the awards, so not relevant to the story. And then edit 5, while the vast majority of you have all been lovely, I've been getting some really angry replies and private messages about what happened with the glipizide. I'll post here what happened to me with the medication, and I don't know what more I can add. This is how the incident occurred. If you don't believe me, that's fine, but take your vitriol and anger somewhere else, please. So, here's what happened. I take a lot of meds for a lot of stuff. Epilepsy, diabetes, etc. So, I have a lot of empty pill bottles lying around. That day, I had an empty pill bottle with the label still on it, so I figured I would just grab all of my evening med doses out of my bedroom take them to the dining room, and just swallow them with dinner. I've done it loads of times before. Like I said, I was tired that night, so when I pulled out my bottle of glipizide, I got my dose, and then accidentally closed the bottle with my evening meds in it, put it back where the bottle of glipizide went, and then took the full bottle of glipizide with me to the dining room. I wasn't paying attention. I didn't look at the bottle when I took my meds that evening. I just threw the pills back and swallowed them with dinner. The pills were tiny, and all I noticed was that they didn't feel quite right in my mouth. I didn't think anything else about it, though, because the idea of taking a whole bottle of pills seemed ludicrous to me. What kind of idiot would do something like that? Well, me, apparently. When I stumbled back to my bedroom, I checked the bottles because something was very, very wrong. I discovered the rest of what should have been my evening meds in the bottle I had mistakenly put in the glipizide's place. And that's when I saw that I had downed a full bottle of glipizide. I wanted to grab my husband, holler, shout, do anything, but 
my body was made of lead. I could only crawl over to the bed and flop on it. And when I woke up, everything was fine. That's what I mean by going to sleep there and waking up here. I don't think I woke up there. I think I died there and woke up here. I honestly never thought that I would have a story like this to tell. I always knew glitches were a thing that people experienced, but had never looked into other people's experiences until this event happened to me. Luckily, I stumbled across your podcast, but I'm still at a total loss as to what happened. Okay, some quick context. I'm a 28-year-old female who works in a very large hospital. My job is super simple, and probably one of the easiest in the hospital. I keep track of visitors as they come in with heart surgery patients. I'm supposed to check them in as they come into the waiting room and then take them back to recovery when the patient is out of the OR. However, with COVID... My job has went from slow to mind-numbingly boring. I used to put patient families in consult rooms for the doctors to give updates after surgery. I would make coffee, give locker combinations for large families with a lot of items that they brought in with them. However, now we have a limit of one visitor per patient, and the doctor calls the visitor's phones after surgery and then the recovery nurse calls them directly when they are ready for them in recovery, giving them directions to make it back without needing guided. This means that people just opt to go back out to their car and wait most of the time, except on extremely hot or cold days. My job feels seemingly pointless a lot of the times, as I only get the occasional old person who doesn't have a cell phone, or person without a car, so at maximum, I get four people waiting inside a day. About a month ago, I was alone at my desk as I am most days, playing on my phone and listening to a true crime podcast through my earpods. At almost 9.30am, I had only seen a handful of people in my almost three hours of being at work most of which had been lost or turned around while looking for a clinical appointment. I decide to grab my bagel out of the fridge, and I head down to the cafeteria to use their toaster. As I'm on my way back to my desk, I feel my tummy grumbles, so I quickly sit the container on my desk and make my way to the restroom. Now this is where it gets weird. I couldn't have been in the bathroom for more than five minutes. My mind was on my bagel as I was starving. I walk out of the bathroom and experience what I can only describe as real-life lag. I felt myself step through the threshold of the bathroom into the hallway, but suddenly I'm back in the bathroom taking that final step out of the bathroom into the hallway yet again. I stand there for a second kind of thrown off as I felt weird. Suddenly, my stomach feels empty, and instead of hunger, it now feels uneasy and nervous. 
I make my way back to my desk, grab the cream cheese out of the mini-fridge, and I sit down trying to shake the weird feeling that something was off. I open the container expecting a, for lack of better words, moist yet warm bagel, as it had been sealed in a plastic container after having been toasted. I'm surprised when, although the container had obvious condensation in it, the bagel was cold. I shake my mouse on my computer to get rid of the screensaver, and I glance at the time as I log back into the system. I had expected to be logged out as I was inactive for more than five minutes. However, when I look at the clock in the corner of the screen, it reads 2.50pm. I somehow lost five hours within what felt like no more than ten minutes. The bad part is, I don't think anyone even realized I was gone, as, like I said, my job was kind of pointless at the moment. I checked the waiting room, and I see a couple of people I didn't recognize in seats, and two people that had checked in with me previously were already gone. My phone had the usual notifications as my husband sent me TikToks while on his lunch, and my mom, who was babysitting my daughter, had sent me a couple of pictures of their outing to the park. Everything was seemingly normal, but it was as if I had just popped out of reality for five hours and returned without a single soul noticing I was gone. I also went back into the same bathroom, making sure there wasn't any weird smells, thinking maybe I had passed out from a gas leak or something. I really don't know, and I cannot come to any logical explanation as to how I seemingly lost five hours of my day. My husband says that maybe I was abducted by aliens, since they could tell that I had a pointless job. However, he's just salty that he makes less while working out in the elements all day. On the plus side, though, at least I still got paid for it. I have lived in a medium-sized city, population of about 300,000, in Finland all my life. Like most cities all around the world, my city has legends about weird phenomena that happen around the city. But the most notorious, most frequent, and the most documented one is the doppelgangers in certain areas. I'm going to refer to these areas as Area F and Area G. Area F is located very close to the city center, and Area G about 5 kilometers, or 3 miles, from the city. Both areas have lots of affordable apartments, so the areas are a bit restless. Many people, including the few of my family members and myself, have come across someone they know from Area F or G. The weird thing is, those people you've met haven't been anywhere near that area at the time. These encounters always seem to have these things in common. The person is someone you know very well. A family member, close colleague, friend. It's always either the Area F or the Area G... They don't seem to notice you, even though you would try to wave or say hi, and, well, 
they haven't really been there. Sure, they could be just avoiding you and don't want to tell why they were there, but so many people have had these encounters that it's definitely weird. Often it's been proved that the person you have seen couldn't have been there. They were out of town and can prove it, or something like that. My experience. My now fiancé and I were moving in together in the summer of 2020, and he lived in a studio in the area G. We were picking some stuff up from his old apartment, and were driving slow, like 20 kilometers per hour, on a quiet road. I looked out of the window and saw my friend's boyfriend talking to a woman. It was definitely him. Same face, same height, same build, all that. I got a good glance of him since we were driving so slowly, so it wasn't like we just quickly drove past him. My fiancé saw him and recognized him too, but couldn't double-check because he was driving. The whole thing was strange since my friend and the boyfriend in question live in a city which is 600 kilometers, around 372 miles, south of my city. Sure, he could be visiting our city to meet his friends, and that was my initial thought, so I decided to ask my friend. My friend was utterly confused, because her boyfriend was visiting his family 300 kilometers north from our city. You can probably guess why she was upset, thinking maybe he was cheating or something like that. She called her boyfriend to explain himself, and he went above and beyond to prove that he was where he was supposed to be. They video called, and the boyfriend showed her around his dad's house that she immediately recognized. My friend, myself, and my fiancé have tried to explain the incident many times, and of course the only logical explanation is that the guy we saw just happened to look very much like my friend's boyfriend. I've known both of them for eight years, and I definitely know what he looks like. What makes the whole ordeal weirder is that similar encounters are super common here. So common that the phenomenon has a name. Area G and Area F's doppelgangers. I've been reading about other people's experiences, and have noticed another thing in common. The doppelgangers actually live or have lived in my city, and they have definitely been in the Area F or Area G at some point. My friend's boyfriend used to have many friends who lived in Area G, so he definitely has been there over the years. I didn't know this, but like I said, most locals have been there at least a couple of times at some point. So, I don't know. Maybe time-space complexity has glitches in the area, and people see someone they know from another time? Have any of you experienced anything similar? I started learning about glitches and other things after an incident with my cat. The story has always been in the back of my mind, and more so once I learned what a glitch in the Matrix was. But I'm not 100% sure it qualifies, or is anything more than misremembering, but I'll let you be the judge. 
a little insights into my life growing up. Growing up in Maine in the 80s, my family and I would go camping every summer. It was my parents, myself, my two sisters, and a few other families that my parents were good friends with who all had kids. We would usually go camping a few times a year, and it was one of these camping trips that something happened that, to this day, no one can give me answers for. I had just turned six a few weeks before this camping trip, and for my birthday I had gotten this really special sweatshirt. To this day, I just turned 39 last month, I can still picture this shirt. It was special to me because it was reversible. It was blue on one side and pink on the other, with penguins on both sides. The weeks leading up to this trip, it took an act of Congress to get me out of it, so that my mom could wash it. So here's what happened, and I honestly think if it wasn't for my love for that sweatshirt, I probably wouldn't have remembered any of this. We had been at the campsite for a day already, and it was coming up on our second night there. I'd say it was around 8pm because it was getting dark. I remember that this campground was different than any of the others we had stayed at, because they had these strange platform areas that you would set your tent up on. They were either a raised wooden or concrete platform, and I don't know why, but I feel like the platform that the tent was on played the role in how I got hurt. I was wearing my new sweatshirt, blue side out, but this is where things get hazy. I remember my favorite shirt was covered in my blood. I remember my dad having to cut it off of me as my mom went to get help. And that's it. I know you may think, okay, so what? But I've brought this up to my parents. They remember that camping trip. They even remember me getting hurt. But they don't remember anything else. The amount of blood on my shirt was a lot and I remember my dad had to cut the shirt off to see how bad my injury was, but I have no scars. They can't explain where my shirt went. They don't recall anything past the point where my memory gets hazy. Those camping trips were well documented. My mom always took pictures of everything. Except there are no pictures taken that night of that trip, and my mom has even said that she vaguely remembers taking many pictures the following two days that we were there, but can't explain why they're not in the scrapbook from that year. I've always gotten this knot in my stomach when I think about that night. I know that something bad happened to me. And maybe my parents are lying. Maybe something bad did happen and I blocked it out. But it just feels like there's something more to it. And maybe it's all my glitch research that I started doing after a recent incident, and that's why I'm thinking that's what happened. That I died that night, and ended up in a different reality. But going through all the scrapbooks from before that time to all the years after, everything seemed different. I started writing down memories that I had since before my sixth birthday, like friends in school, Outfits I wore on first days of school, trips we took, and with who. And the things I remember, 
are not the same as the pictures my mom has of those times. Like, the outfit I supposedly wore on the first day of kindergarten, I 100% remember that day and the picture my mom took and showed me a week or two later after the film was developed. I was wearing tan corduroys and a pink turtleneck with a sunflower on it. But the actual picture my mom has of my first day of kindergarten, I'm wearing jeans, a matching jean jacket, and a white shirt, all of which had the Disney character Bambi on them. And no, I did not wear the corduroys and turtleneck in any other photos, school or otherwise. There are so many things that I've seen in pictures that are not how I remember them. Yet, everything in pictures taken after my favorite penguin shirt was ruined is 100% of things that I can remember. It just doesn't make sense, and part of me wishes that I had never heard of glitches, because it hurts my brain trying to figure out what could have happened that night. I have a bit of a strange glitch in the Matrix that may be a bit boring and short, but it's one of those weird things that I cannot explain. I recently decided that I wanted to get a new car, because I was able to save up a bit of cash, and I wanted to go ahead and sell my old car, which was a 2006 Nissan. It's a nice car, but... It was just getting up there in years, even though I had barely driven it. It was 16 years old, and it only had 100k miles on it, and that was a fairly recent achievement. As such, I put it online, then I was getting hits like crazy for it, and then I got someone that offered me $150 over what I asked if he could buy it that night. So, I went ahead and said it was his. Then... I realized that I needed to get the car cleaned out right away if the guy was going to come by and buy it that night. I got it out into the driveway, and I was cleaning everything out of it. I emptied the seats, and then I opened the glove box and grabbed all of my CDs out of it. I then hit the eject button and got the CD out of the CD player, placing it back in its case. I will say that I hadn't listened to CDs in a while thanks to my Bluetooth earphones, but the last CD that I had apparently listened to in my car was California by Blink-182. I remember the artwork on the album and the cover because I thought it was super neat artwork, and I genuinely love that album. So, I finished cleaning out the car, made sure that I had everything ready to go with it, and I waited for the guy to show up and check out the car. He came over with someone else, and they were looking at the car, and then he asked if he could test drive it. I told him that I didn't have any issues with that, and I handed him the keys. He gets in the car and turns it on, and the second he did, the radio kicked on. And it kicked on to one of the songs off of California by Blink-182. I kind of just glanced at the radio, and he laughed making a comment about how it was good the radio worked, and then he pushed the eject button, and out came the album. He handed it my way, I grabbed it, and I let him go take his test drive. 
while he was gone. I went inside to where I put the CD case for the CD, and I opened it. Sure enough, the CD was sitting right there in the case. I was seriously confused. How the hell did I end up with two CDs? How did a second copy of this exact album end up in the CD player after I had taken it out and put it away? I just put it in the case and decided that I would think about it later. The guy came back, said that he wanted the car, and we finished out the deal. After all that wrapped up, I went back inside, and I was thinking about the second CD. I was trying to remember if I may have bought a second copy of it, or if I had a friend that had maybe left it, but I couldn't think of anything. I decided to grab the case and open it to look at the two CDs to see how exact of a copy it was, and to my surprise, the extra one was gone. In the case was just the one album, not two. So not only had the Matrix gifted me an extra album, it also took it back after the fact. Like I said, I know that this wasn't as weird or creepy as some other stories, but to me, it was still really a weird thing to happen. And I can't explain it. Even worse, I no longer have the proof that it happened because the copy disappeared after the event. I haven't had any other experiences since this happened, and I cannot explain how it happened. But it was seriously freaky for me. I heard a story on your channel recently about a person that found an item in a box that it couldn't have been put in. I think it was a top or something that they found in a sealed box, and it made me remember something that happened to me back when I was younger. At the time, I thought it was just a weird thing and moved on, but now I realize that this was actually a glitch in the Matrix. It actually happened whenever I was 18 and was moving out of my parents' house and into a dormitory. Because I was 18, I was super strict on how my stuff was packed, because it was my stuff, and it was pretty much all that I had to my name at the time. I kept things in their own boxes, books, CDs, clothing, everything had its place and there was a place for everything. I know, it sounds a bit OCD, and maybe it was, but that's me. Because I had everything in its own place, I packed every single thing that I owned. Neither my mom nor my dad had packed anything in my room. I made sure of it. One of the boxes that I packed was full of the things that were on and in my bedside table, which is where I kept everything that I could that was important to me. One of the items in this box was a necklace that my grandmother had given to me. It was a fairly large pendant that was shaped like a sunflower. It was quite literally my prized possession from when I was young, because it was the last thing my grandmother had given to me for my birthday. I know I'm repeating things to some extent, but this was my prized possession. Nothing I owned was more important than this necklace, and I would never do something with it 
that would put it somewhere that wasn't easily accessible for me. So, I know for a fact that I had put it in this box. Because it was a small box that I had sealed with packing tape, and then a strip of duct tape and wrote IMPORTANT on it in all caps, with black sharpie. However, when I got to my dorm and started unpacking, the necklace was not in the box. There was no way that it was opened, as it would have been obvious and the person would have had to have removed the duct tape from the cardboard, cut or removed the packing tape, removed said necklace, and then retaped it with all of the same tape. That's not something that is easily done, and why would you do it in the first place? To add to the weirdness, the necklace was gone for about three months. I was incredibly upset about the fact that it disappeared, but then one day I got a call from my mom telling me that she had found it. I was ecstatic, and I asked her where she found it. She then tells me that she found it in their bathroom, in the drawer on the sink, where my dad kept all of his shaving stuff. I have no idea how or why it would have ever been put in the drawer that only my dad would have been in. And he had no idea how it got there either. He never packed anything in my room. I remember specifically putting the necklace in the box, and the grandmother that gave it to me was his mother, so he knew how important that necklace was to me. So, that's my glitch. I know it's not as weird as some, but it was super freaky to me. I was so upset for those few months, but I am glad that the Matrix decided to give it back to me. I have no idea how it happened or why it happened, but it did. And now I get to tell this crazy story to people. Okay, so I actually have two glitches which involve her. This is the first, and I'll edit in the next if anyone wants. The first glitch, this happened about eight weeks ago. It was past bedtime, and I could hear her awake in her bedroom, which she shares with her four-year-old brother. This is not unusual, and they're really cute when they play and chat at night, so no big deal, right? I walked up the stairs, and I can hear their little chatting and giggling, so I decide to pop in and see if they need anything, and to remind them that it's sleep time. I stepped over the safety gate, so I was inside their bedroom, but only about one step inside. The hall light was on, and it lit up their bedroom. My son is in the left bed, and my daughter is in the right. I say something like, What are you two up to? and they sheepishly tell me that they're playing. My eyes adjust, and I can see my son in his bed and my daughter in hers. I can see them moving and getting comfortable as we chat, the light's low but enough to see the shapes of them, the reflection in their eyes and their bedroom floor, which is a narrow gap between their beds. It's a small English council house. We chat for about three minutes, and I ask them if they need anything, I clearly hear my daughter's voice answering me from her bed. As we're talking, I feel something brush the back of my leg. 
I didn't even look to check because we have cats and those little devils follow me everywhere. One must have jumped over the safety gate and was coming in to see if anything interesting was going on. Something felt a bit weird, though, and after maybe five seconds, I realized I hadn't heard the gate rattle as it always does when the cats jump over it. The little cheeky fur demon must have snuck in when I put them to bed, and that is probably why the kids are awake and giggling. I turn and look at the small gap behind me expecting to see a little black cat, and I kid you not, my two-year-old daughter is stood there. I am so shocked, and I say to her, How did you get there? And that little girl just starts giggling her little butt off. Like, hysterical giggling. I start nervously laughing. I say, You were just in bed. Did you just teleport, little miss? And we all start laughing. I'm persistent and ask a few more times, How did you get behind me? But she doesn't answer me. She just keeps giggling sweetly. I ask her brother, how did she do that, and he carries on laughing. I even say, what is going on here? What are we all laughing about? But neither can answer, and I'm baffled. After a minute or two, I say something like, Alright, super baby, let's get back in bed. I tuck them back in and close the door behind me. I'm totally freaked out. Not scared or anything, just utter confusion. It felt like I had just looked up and the sky was green. Now, I'd been looking at her in her bed. I was talking to her. I could hear her voice coming from her bed. I did not see her get out of bed. I did not see her walk towards me down the thin strip of floor space. And I did not hear her footsteps on the floor. She didn't make a peep of noise. It was like she just disappeared. I told my partner and together we tried to figure it out, but it felt like something impossible had happened. Eventually, he just said, Glitch? And, well, here I am. I posted an experience earlier involving my daughter, and as promised, here is the second glitch involving her. If you remember the layout of the bedroom, there are two beds parallel to each other with a narrow gap in between. At the head of their beds is a window which overlooks the back garden. This happened not long after the first event, maybe 10 to 20 days after. It was close enough that the moment it happened, I instantly thought, not again, in a kind of acceptance way. It was long past bedtime for them, probably just after midnight. They had gone to bed on time, and I hadn't heard a peep from them. I let my dog into the back garden to do her thing, and I started walking down my garden to a chair we have at the far end. It was dark by this time, but the moon was out, so I could see well enough. I got halfway down the garden, and I turned to look at my house and instinctively looked up at their window. The light of the moon was hitting the window in a way which made the glass look kind of white, even though their blinds were closed. But I didn't just see the blinds in the window. I saw my daughter's silhouette stood 
on the windowsill. I can remember it as clear as anything, like a flashbulb memory. It was a completely black silhouette, her size, her shape, hands up to the glass, and I couldn't make out any details or features. I recognized it was my daughter because of the size, but at this point, I just knew there was a kid up at the window and I ran like hell upstairs. I rushed into their room and flicked the main light on right away. I had already started talking and blurted out a word like, Hey, about to ask her what on earth she was doing, but I stopped in my tracks. Both kids were in their beds. I figured she jumped down quickly and was pretending to sleep. I actually walked up to her and tried talking again, but this kid was fast asleep. If you've ever seen a young child in deep sleep, it isn't something they could fake. Slightly sweating, pink cheeks, sprawled out like a dead weight. I'm so shocked at this point, because I am certain of what I saw. I checked my son, even though I know it couldn't logically have been him, but he's sleeping deeply too. I just back out of their room feeling pretty flabbergasted. This time I definitely got creeped out a bit, along with the familiar confusion and disbelief. I went back outside and checked. The window was lit up in the same way, only no weird toddler figure looking back at me. This was December 31st, 2018. I wanted to go out for the New Year's, but didn't want to make it a late night. Also, I would like to mention that this was my first New Year's living in Mountain Time, a time zone that is not Eastern Standard that I was used to. In my New Year's past, I watched the ball drop in New York City in real time, even if it was just on TV. So... I decided to attend a party where everyone wanted to keep it an early night. It was agreed we would watch the New York ball drop at 10pm our time, which would be midnight New York time. I only had two to three alcoholic beverages throughout the night, and I was in no way intoxicated. My boyfriend who was with me was also sober, as well as several others at the party. So those of us who were sober kept an eye out on the clock and turned on the TV to the New York simulcast around 9.45 to 9.50 p.m. It was commercial time. When the program returned, we saw Times Square in New York City. It seemed like it was taking a long time for them to check the countdown clock for the ball drop. We checked the clocks on our phones to make sure we had the right time, that we weren't looking too early or too late. 9.55pm quickly approached as we were still trying to figure out what was happening. Suddenly, we realized the ball had dropped already. We kept watching in denial that we missed it. At 11.59pm, Ryan Seacrest appeared on the screen and thanked us all for watching. The camera panned around a crowded, confetti-strewn street. Credits rolled and a new program popped up. We were befuddled, but kind of just dismissed it. I even googled it the next day to see if there was some explanation. I asked around if anyone else noticed this or could explain what happened, 
but nobody understood or had any answers. As we enter the new year and a new decade, those memories came back to me more vivid than ever. I asked my boyfriend and anyone who was at the party if they remembered this happening. Those who were drinking remember very little detail, of course. However, my boyfriend, the party hostess, and I all remember. I think that we were the only ones sober, and were still befuddled. I decided I would share this here at this time, hoping to find some explanation, or someone else who experienced this. All I can come up with is that we experienced a glitch where we time-jumped or lost time. It feels as though at least ten minutes just vanished, causing our early new year to start even earlier than we planned. So, posting here again. Usually... I have little glitches that could be passed off as coincidence. But today, it was just too weird to not notice. Obligatory posting from phones, so sorry if any formatting problems and the like. Okay, so here we go. I live in a fairly popular UK coastal city. It being Sunday and super sunny, it was pretty busy. So the fiancé... 29 female, and I, 29 male, decided to go and be tourists for the day. The first glitch happened shortly after we left the house. I notice a random skateboarder ollie, jump for those non-skaters, and fall off in a very specific way. This in itself wasn't weird. We walked to the beach, and along the promenade, the exact same skater does an ollie, and falls off the exact same way. Same clothes, same hair. I didn't think anything of it. It totally could have been the same guy who had skated to the same spot that we were in. Then, two events happened side by side about ten minutes later. We had gone on to the pier to just have a wander. We reached the end of the pier where they have lots of rides. I see a woman in a very unique floral dress who walks past us. We start walking down the pier towards land, and the exact same woman walks past us towards the rides, coming the opposite direction to us walking. Now, there's definitely no way that she could have walked that far down and back, because she would have had to have walked past us, and it was a very noticeable dress. Now... My interest is piqued. We stop at a donut stand. There is a lady serving, but she's using an automatic machine that drops dough into a fryer and then flips it, and then dumps it out at the end of a conveyor belt. We bought five. I watched the woman put five in the fryer. We even joked with the lady about how people are always so mesmerized by the machine, because we were watching it so intently. She bags up the five donuts, with us both still watching her, and when we exit the pier and are eating our donuts, there are six in the bag. They're all the same scalding temperature, which makes me think she didn't just chuck an extra one in. She was making them to order. Are we going crazy? The three events on their own are weird enough, but to have them all consecutively is what's done it for me. 
for my birthday last year, my boyfriend bought me a pair of earrings because I wanted to get my ears pierced really badly, but hadn't gotten the confidence to do so. Him buying me the earrings was enough to push me to do it, because he had spent money on them, and they were so cute. The earrings in question were these little bird cages with tiny blue birds in them, and when I say little, I mean little. The cages were about the size of my thumbnail, and the bird was obviously much smaller. Despite being so tiny, they were really well detailed. The little birds had colored beaks and black dotted eyes. I loved them because they were obviously beautiful, but also because I have a tattoo that is very similar on my left shoulder. I have a gold bird cage with the little blue bird in it that's surrounded by music notes. I thought it was the coolest thing that he had found the earrings that looked similar to my tattoo. I went and got my ears pierced, and I made it a point to wear them as often as I could. There was one night where I decided to stay at my boyfriend's house, and before bed I went to take a shower. Obviously, I take my earrings out when I take a shower, as I wouldn't want them to get wet or have part of them end up down the drain or something like that. I remember taking them off and setting them on the container of cotton swabs in the back corner of the sink. Unfortunately, when I left for work that morning, I completely forgot to grab them. I was pretty upset, because my boyfriend has a cat that likes to destroy things and knock them around, and the shape and size of the earrings is perfect for his cat to knock around the bathroom. So, I called my boyfriend when I got to work, and I told him that I had forgotten them, and I asked him if he could grab them and keep them safe until he could get them back to me. I also mentioned that I didn't want Milo, his cat, to get to them. He said he would grab them and keep them in his car, and that he would bring them over after work that evening. I thanked him and moved on with my day, until that evening when he came over. When he came over, I mentioned the earrings and he pulled them from his jacket pocket, and I was legitimately confused. The earrings in his hands looked very much like my earrings, but they weren't the blue birds in cages. They were little pink birds. I kind of laughed and asked if he had just bought me a second pair, but he said these were the ones that I had left over at his place. I shook my head no, and kind of just stared at them awkwardly. I mentioned that the ones that he had gotten me had bluebirds, not pink ones, but he was adamant that these were the correct earrings. We actually had a small argument about this, him saying that the birds had always been pink, me telling him that they were for sure blue. I even mentioned that they matched my tattoo, which had a bluebird on it. Strangely enough, he agreed that that would make sense, but he kept pushing that the bird had always been pink in the cage. Obviously, I took them, and I wear them pretty frequently still, but I'm still at a loss of how the birds managed to change from blue and matching my tattoo to pink and not matching it. They're still cute, and they're still my favorite earrings, but 
I just really think it's weird that they're different from what I remember. I even went and checked all around his bathroom the next time I was at his place. There were no other earrings there. So, I guess that these little pink birds did take the place of my blue ones. Or, I shifted to a reality where he bought me pink birds instead of the blue ones. At the beginning of the pandemic, when testing was still being rationed, I developed symptoms. The protocol in my area was to isolate for 10 days unless you needed to go to the ER, so I had friends deliver groceries outside my door and prepared to wait my time out. My symptoms were mild, and after a few days, I looked for a project to keep me occupied. I decided to wallpaper my living room. I already had all of my supplies and removed them and my tools from the hall closet they were stored in. I put down a canvas, like a good contractor, and laid my tools out on it neatly. Before I go further, I lived in a large apartment. No basements, no attic, no roommates. No neighbors with keys. One elderly and frail cat who even in her youth, did not drag objects around. It was in a rather bad area, so my windows, door, and patio doors were barred. The main door was literally barricaded with a two-by-six piece of wood. I didn't leave, and no one could enter without me removing the barricade. I laid out my materials on a canvas before bedtime, ready to use in the morning. When I was ready to start... I noticed my float-slash-smoother was missing. It was made of styrofoam and about two feet long, with short, soft bristles on one side for smoothing the paper down. So, it is very light, but it's not a small object. I immediately went to where it was originally stored, which was on an upper shelf in the closet. I climbed up on a ladder and used a flashlight. Nothing. I looked all over my apartment. Nothing. This really bothered me. I rarely lose things, so I did an intensive search of my apartment, each room top to bottom and left to right. I looked on my balcony and in the garbage. The only thing I could think of was that I woke up during the night and did something with it. I should mention, no ambient or alcohol or substances, no history of psychotic breaks or delusions... I wasn't anxious. I was actually enjoying my alone time. Because I was locked in my apartment and this puzzled me, I kept looking for it. For three days, I repeated my grid search, looking in all closets, under beds, everywhere. Behind the toilet, the top of the kitchen cupboards. It was as if I was on an Easter egg hunt. I was obsessed. Had I been sicker than I thought... Delirious? I didn't need this thing to do my task. I found a big sponge and a white scraper and I used them instead. So the wallpaper went up regardless. But it bothered me so much. Enough that at one point I addressed the air and said, This isn't funny anymore. Bring it back. On the fourth day I repeated the search. I got up on a ladder... 
I looked on the top shelf of the hall closet, and there it was, right where it had always been stored, but not where I had left it. Nothing ever went missing this way again, and I have no explanation that doesn't involve me completely cracking up and playing the world's weirdest practical joke on myself. This isn't the first time that things have appeared out of nowhere, especially in my kitchen area. I figured it might be a rat or mice placing them there, so I ignored it for the first few occurrences. The first time it happened was maybe months ago. Whenever I'm in the kitchen, I often find tiny objects on the countertop like nails, broken zippers, that small key that you use to open canned goods, and other small metal pieces that look like part of some other object. But last night was the weirdest one so far. While I was fixing a meal, I found this strange red box about the size of a book that's, like, magnetic at the front so it seals shut. It contained eight rectangular glass prisms that has some sort of animal inside each one, and one small toy that looks like a samurai figure about the size of a Lego. I've never seen this thing before. Honestly, it looks like something that a kid would keep. It was perfectly placed on top of my condiments rack, so I thought to myself, maybe it fell from the top shelf since I never looked in that area before. But the thing is, it seemed kind of new, and no dust was accumulated on top of it or whatsoever, so that couldn't be possible. Another possibility was that it was a cat who did it, since there's a small hole on the kitchen roof that it could fit through, due to this house being renovated long ago, but they never got around to finishing it. That theory was quickly debunked, as there's no traces of bite marks or anything on the box. Also, a cat's mouth wouldn't be able to grasp onto an object of that size, and the box itself cannot fit through that hole. Just this morning again, I'm baffled to find a floor mat placed messily on my bathroom floor near the toilet bowl. Now I'm really freaked out. For some context, I live alone. This place is not rented, so landlords are out of the question. It was actually my grandfather's old house and was just passed on to me since I figured I'll be able to save a lot instead of paying for rent. Friends and family do not have a spare key. Last time someone came by was weeks ago, and I often clean the house, so I should have noticed it by that time. If the neighbor's kids sneaked in, I would have known right away because I have two dogs, and they would have alerted me that somehow someone else was in the house. I let them stay in the garage area, and the front door is always closed as well, so it wouldn't be them who brought in the floor rag, and the box was placed somewhere that they wouldn't be able to reach. I also work from home and rarely leave the house, so it's unlikely a burglar had gotten in. If it was even a burglar, because why would they just leave something behind instead of taking something? I checked my valuables and they're all still there. 
I don't sleepwalk as far as I know, because I have this watch where it tracks your sleep and the time that you wake up. Sleep pattern is straight too. At first I thought I was just being hexed or something, but later realized it might be a glitch that I'm experiencing. Can someone tell me what's actually going on? Am I just being paranoid or something? I'm thinking of getting a motion sensor or a camera set up when something pops up again. I have three of these basket boxes. They're all different sizes. When I got my dog last year, I started using one of the baskets for storing his toys. It doesn't have a lid or something, so you can always see what's inside. In November, me and my boyfriend moved in together. Two households merged into one, it ended up in kind of chaos. Moving boxes everywhere, you know the struggle. About a week after moving, I placed two of the baskets in the living room and also wanted to put the toy box in its new place. It was gone. We searched everywhere, the old flat, which was completely empty, the new flat, all cellars, old and new, garages, even my mom's house, because I thought maybe it was transported in her car and she just took it out. Nothing. She hadn't even seen it. We tried to remember who carried it, but none of the helpers, five people in total, remembered seeing it during the move. I was so sad for my dog to have lost his toys. He's not that playful with toys, but he had his favorites that he'd not want to miss. So, after a while, we unpacked most of our stuff and rearranged the remaining moving boxes in a small room. We even reorganized what was in the remaining boxes to clear up some space. We then only entered this room to open up the window from time to time or to grab the vacuum cleaner. When you enter, there's like one meter of space to the left until you hit the wall. The vacuum cleaner was placed in the corner, and one box was standing next to it by the wall. Everything else was nicely arranged in the back of the room. The next months, I searched for that basket whenever I searched for the other stuff. It was like on my mind all the time, so I always had an eye open just like when you're passively looking out for your child even though you're doing other stuff. In April, we moved again. We did not put boxes in the room or removed those inside until the day that we moved, so everything was being packed where it sat. Guess what appeared halfway into bringing stuff into the new flat? Yep, the basket just as I remembered it, with a green and red rope lying on top of the other toys, which makes it really hard not to see it when actively looking for it. It was standing in front of the moving box that sat next to the vacuum cleaner all this time, just in front of it. I entered the room and I could not believe my eyes. My boyfriend either. We felt so stupid. How could we not have seen it all this time? We would have stepped over it somewhere in the range of 25,000 times. I don't get it, all the way to this day. Nobody had it, 
Nobody moved it. We only had guests once for Christmas, which were not involved in helping us move our stuff. We even had a camera installed in the living room with a perfect view down the hallway. We would have seen if anyone had put it there. I thought about sleepwalking for some time. As I read more and more about parallel realities and stuff like that, I really believe it just glitched into another one. But what do you think? I have a short and really strange story that happened to me and my best buddy a few years ago. It's one of those things that we can explain to some extent, in that we can tell people what happened, but we have no damn clue what actually occurred. On this night, my buddy and I were going to a local baseball game. I won't say the team because it'll give away my hometown, but it's not one that typically performs well. Not that that's relevant. Anyways, we had a good time at the game, and we had quite a few drinks because we were losing. Bad. Despite this, we were not drunk. At least, I wasn't drunk. I was definitely a bit tipsy, but I don't ever drink enough to actually get wasted. But, because we were drinking, we had paid for a hotel room for us to crash in for the night before we went to the game, so we had somewhere to go. We got an Uber to the hotel, but before we went in, my buddy mentioned that he was desperately craving a Reese's. I laughed at him like, Bro, why didn't we just take the Uber to a gas station or something? And he just shrugged and told me that we needed to go get a Reese's before we went to bed. I again was laughing at him, but said, Screw it and pointed down the way to where there was a convenience store. We went to the store, and we got our Reese's, and then we started back to the hotel. And that's when the glitch happened. We walked out of the convenience store, and he stopped to open his candy, and it looked like the sky went from pitch black to as bright as the middle of the day for about half a second. It was as if someone had flicked the switch on to the sky for just a moment, and then immediately flicked it back off. Like, it went from black to bright blue back to black. It was the weirdest thing, but we both just kind of stood there for a moment and stared at the sky. I'm sure we looked like we were out of our minds just staring upwards. When it happened, we both completely sobered up. Like, 100% completely went from a bit tipsy to completely sober. It was super weird, and neither of us said anything to the other person, though we knew that we both saw it happen. We just walked back to the hotel and didn't say a single word. The next morning, I tried to bring it up, but he was pretty much just dismissive of it, saying, yeah, it was weird. That was it. To the best of my knowledge, the two of us are the only ones that saw it happen, and there's no way to explain it beyond what I said earlier. It was super weird and kind of creepy, but that's about it. Nothing like it has ever happened again, and I've only read a few stories that were kind of similar, but not quite the same thing. Though, 
if anyone has ever had an experience like this or has a better explanation than The Matrix Glitched, I would love to hear it. This could be paranormal, but I believe it could also be a glitch of times past or something. So to set the scene, my mom was out of town for the weekend, and my daughter S was being watched by her grandpa. We all lived together. I came home from work and her bedroom door was closed. Grandpa said that S ran into her room saying that she thought she saw someone in our entryway library. She said, Oh, I think that's Grandma, my mom, and then ran away and closed the door behind her. I opened the door and she seemed happy and fine, happy to see me. So, we eat dinner and then clean up afterwards. Grandpa comes in from taking out the trash and asks, Did you put your Amazon package on the little table by the door inside? I hadn't. I hadn't even been that way as... I've always come in through the other door, and I would have brought it in with me, not left it on the little table. Grandpa had not set foot outside before taking out the trash, he's not put it there either, and he says he doesn't remember it being there before. It was also a place that neither him nor anybody else would really set it. S was being watched by either Grandpa or myself, except for when she was in her room with the door closed briefly, which is clear on the other side of the house. We were both getting pretty uneasy. How could it have gotten there? We think logically. Maybe my mom put it there before she left. Maybe the Amazon person was totally weird and snuck it inside somehow. I check Amazon to see what they have to say about the order and they have a picture of it right outside the door on the outdoor table that they usually leave them on. They said it was delivered at 4.58pm, way after my mom had left. That was right about when Grandpa and S were in the kitchen making dinner, which has a clear enough view and is right in front of the front door. They definitely would have seen it open. It's a noisy old door with one of those insulation things at the bottom, and it's not a very big house. Really, if the door was opened in any room, you could hear it. This is what creeps me out the most, though. After S and I were alone, she told me that it wasn't Grandma in the library that she saw. It was a blurry man. She said, translated from a four-year-old, that the blurry man started off in the kitchen. She says he was at the stove, uh, cooking, but is really not sure what he was doing there. Then he drifted through the opening into the library. He went to go read a book. Then she had sort of an epiphany and was like, oh yeah, he stole that book. She didn't realize this before, I guess, and then said that he vanished. So what do you all think this could be? I'm really just not sure what to make of it. For a little bit of background, I live about an hour from an international airport, and I've been there about two dozen times over the past few years. 
Sometimes I've traveled with other people, and sometimes alone. And the same is true for my husband. So, we're not exactly jet-setters, but we know how to get to the airport. On the trip, it's mostly straight highway, but there's one tricky interchange to go from heading east to south. We always talk about how it's the worst part of the trip, just getting into the correct lane for that spot. We made the mistake once of stopping at a nearby gas station and adding 20 minutes to our time, just trying to get back into the right lane. Basically, it's the part of any trip that you dread, but it's also a part we're most familiar with and are both positive existed. Until this past Tuesday. We went to pick up my mother-in-law from the airport and left our usual way. Everything was fine. We made it to the spot and got on the interstate heading south. Nothing looked right. We drove a little longer and things were even less right. So I pulled over and turned on GPS. The directions had us getting back on the interstate but heading north. Again, this has never been the case. That damn spot to head south is seared in my brain, and my husband was just as confused since he once missed the exit-slash-interchange and nearly missed a flight. Obviously, we were pretty freaked out, but we had our five-year-old with us in the car and my mother-in-law arriving at the airport. We left the GPS on and just let it take us to the parking garage. We were still shaken up about the whole thing and questioning if it really happened. So, we put our address into maps at the airport. The direction had us going the exact opposite way as our usual route. Since we got home, we checked all kinds of different routes with every way possible, but none of them have the tricky spot in them. So, it's not like we just accidentally took a different way without realizing and there wasn't any construction or detours, etc. We took my mother-in-law back to the airport today, and took a longer route just to avoid that interchange, because it freaked us both out. We're going to look at some paper maps just to verify, but we've made the same drive for years, and we know it well. Or, that is, we knew it well. The gas station that I mentioned is boarded up on Google, but this could be a coincidence. It, however, is the only thing that changed physically at this interchange. About a month ago, me and my wife decided to organize our garage and get some shelves put up so we could get stuff off the garage floor and make more room. We went to Lowe's, the hardware store for non-US readers, to get the shelves, brackets, and screws that we needed to do the project. While getting the brackets to hold the shelf boards on the wall, we distinctly remember counting nine brackets, because the first box only had six in it, and we had to get three more out of the box behind it for the total of nine brackets. So we finished getting everything, including the three eight-foot-long heavy-ass shelf boards, and go to checkout. We are doing the self-checkout, and we count the brackets again, and there are nine in the cart, so we scan one, 
place it back in the cart with the others, and are working on setting the quantity to nine on the self-checkout machine when one of the workers comes up and does it for us. We tell her we have nine of them. Once we get out of the store, load everything, and get back home, we start working on putting them up, and made sure we once again had the nine brackets to hold the shelf boards. While putting up the first shelf, I had one of the brackets in my hand and went to look for some washers, as the screw heads were just slightly small enough that it could slip through the hole in the bracket, and I remember holding on to the bracket in my hand. Then I set it down with the other brackets, and walked not ten steps away to get the washers as were in the garage with all the tools, and the hardware. Coming back and we start putting the brackets up. So, we get to the last shelf and my wife goes, Uh, we have a problem. We're missing a bracket. I looked at her with a confused look and said, How? We got nine from the store, and we had nine at checkout, and we had nine when we started putting them up. Is there one still in the vehicle, maybe, and we miscounted? We check the vehicle, and nothing. No bracket. So, now we're even more confused, and I remember I had that one in my hand and set it down with the brackets when I went to get the washers. Maybe I set it down somewhere else, and I thought I set it with the other brackets? So we start searching over the whole garage. And, mind you, we've moved everything out of the garage to have room to work on the shelves. And we cannot find it. We checked in my toolbox, on the shelves we had already put up. We checked inside our house. We checked the vehicle four to five times. We looked everywhere in the garage and could not find it. To this day, we still don't know where the missing bracket went. It hasn't turned up anywhere even though we made sure we had nine before leaving the store. And even at checkout, we counted again and had nine, only for one to disappear somehow. I have a bit of a weird story that actually happened to me this last week, and my husband was a witness to the whole thing, mostly because what I thought happened was his doing. It was the middle of the week, and usually around then my husband and I will struggle to decide what to have for dinner. Typically by Thursday we're ordering pizza because we're both tired and both ready for it to be the weekend so cooking just isn't something that we think about. The night before this happened, he and I were thinking about what to have for dinner, and he mentioned that he moved some chicken from the freezer to the fridge, and that he would come up with something in the morning for us to have. I want to note that he did not tell me what he was planning on making. He didn't even hint what he wanted to make. That morning... He actually woke up late, and he had to make a mad dash out the door so he would get to his job on time. Because of this, we didn't get to talk about what to make for dinner at all, and I was guessing that we were going to end up getting pizza or Chinese. Then, I came down the stairs, and I noticed that, on the counter, was a can of chili beans and a post-it note that said, Chili. My guess 
was that he left them out so that I knew that he wanted me to make chili with the chicken, which I had actually done in the slow cooker several times in the past. I got the slow cooker out, put the chicken in it, the beans, the seasoning, mixed it all up, and then set the heat and put the lid on it. By the time I got the lid on it, I went to get dressed so that I could get out to work as well. About a minute or so later, I got a text message from him saying, Hey, I think we have the stuff to make chicken chili. Would you have enough time to get that set up before you leave? I was a bit curious about the text, but at the same time, I figured that he may have just sent it to reinforce that he needed me to do it. I responded with, Yeah, I saw your note. I already got it ready. And then he responded with, What note? We went back and forth for a while, and my husband was adamant that he never left a note, and he hadn't gotten out the beans because he didn't have the time to do so. When we got home, I tried to find the note that was left, but I couldn't find it. I had left it on the counter when I left for work, but it was not there when I got home. I tried to tell him that when I had gotten downstairs, there was a can of beans and a note that said chili that I thought that he had left for me. But again, he told me several times that he did not have the time to get anything ready at all, and that when he left, he barely had a minute before he was supposed to clock in. Neither of us have any idea how the beans and the note got there, nor where the hell the note went, but I'm convinced that something was telling me what to make for dinner before my husband had the idea. It was just one of those weird situations that I guess we'll never find an answer for, but oh well. At least the chili was really good. I feel like this is difficult to explain properly in writing, or maybe it seems to lose something in translation. I was at work and decided to stop home for lunch. I also figured I would grab a few USB thumb drives because I needed one briefly at work for a file copy. My hardware at work was picky about detecting certain USB drives properly, so I thought bring a few. As I grab four different size and age thumb drives, I immediately get an irrational fear that I'm going to lose the largest 512GB one that I just purchased a few weeks prior. I also had numerous files on it. I had to logically talk myself into bringing it. I'm not going to lose it, that's silly. I'll bring it to work, test it, and bring it back home a few hours later. I'll be at work just from lunch until 5pm anyways. I'd put the drive in a Ziploc bag to make sure I didn't misplace it. The part I can't explain properly is how weird of a feeling I got in deciding to bring the one drive. It made no sense. It was like an inner voice telling me that I would lose it. I went back to work, tried the first oldest USB drive from my bag, and it worked. I didn't need to test the other three. I copied my file, done. But I remained paranoid for some unknown reason about losing the one thumb drive, though. My desk at work is very clean. Not much clutter, if any at all. 
I kept the Ziploc bag of drives on my desk for the rest of the day. At the end of the day, I made sure that I had everything. I put the Ziploc bag in my jeans pocket and drove home. When I arrived home, I immediately went to my computer room to drop off the Ziploc bag of thumb drives and put them back with my other computer stuff. I take the bag out of my pocket and see that there are three thumb drives. Guess which one is somehow missing. It doesn't seem possible to me. Am I losing my mind or being pranked? It's nowhere. I've checked everywhere many times over. Although there are literally very few places to check, it's like it never existed. The drive barely, if at all, left my sight, let alone my Ziploc bag. I practically took my work area cubicle apart for it the next day, and there's nowhere for it to go, though. It's not in my pocket. It's like I knew I was going to lose that drive and was powerless to prevent it. No matter how much I focused on not losing it in a short time span. The whole thing is super weird. Today I reordered that thumb drive from Amazon. Does that mean that I'll find the original? I actually stared up at the sky at one point and yelled, Give me my drive back! I didn't know what else to do. I, I think the Matrix has it. Upfront information. I'm a manager of a clerical team. I have an assistant manager, lead, that I interact with daily, and we are constantly taking care of the team together. The date of the experience is 6-6-2022. I got to work at 9am and was immediately pulled into a meeting that lasted two hours and was broken up with a coffee break. I left my peer manager's office and went to my office to grab my cup and a K-cup. To get to where I was headed, I had to pass by my lead's desk. When I got there, she was sitting at her desk working on something on her computer. I stopped by to give a quick hello and catch up on the need to knows. I made some remark like, Hey, how are you this morning? She was very focused on her computer and didn't immediately respond. I've learned that when she's that focused, it's best if I just walk away because if I insist on a conversation, she'll have to restart her train of thought and a verbal report was not so important that I felt like it deserved an interruption. Plus, I was still needed back at the meeting, so I walked away and got my coffee. After, I needed to have my lead work on something discussed in the meeting. She wasn't at her desk, so I asked the team if they knew where she went. They all reported that they had not seen her today. Disbelieving them, I laughed and thought they were all trying to prank me. However, they reiterated that she had actually called in. I kind of lost my cool, not out of anger, but because I was truly baffled by the situation. I texted my lead, but she wouldn't respond, so I was dang concerned about her well-being. I'm still at a loss to how to explain this, but I talked to her today, and she confirms that she was not at work. 
she is a little weirded out, but I'm really bothered. I legit had a one-sided conversation with her, and I know that it was her. There's no way that it wasn't her. Desks are assigned, especially for leads. It bothered me so much that I got home and spent all night watching YouTube on being able to see or perceive alternate dimensions. It's literally the only conclusion that I can draw. I'm not crazy. Since October of 2020, I've lost 100 pounds and am at a point in my life where I have never been healthier. The thought that it could be a brain tumor had crossed my mind. I would think, though, that my employees, the closest of which was 8 feet from me, or any of the other 40 employees, would have noticed me talking to an empty desk. Anyone else have a similar experience in public? Her desk is hard to miss, meaning she sits in a spot that is highly visible to all employees, and vice versa. How can I experience something so profound, but in public? I am wondering if I should get an MRI. Two edits here. First, I read a comment on another post that had mentioned quantum immortality. Did I die in the break room while getting coffee? Second, in the comments, I talked about a change in the scenario that I didn't realize at first. I remember that we were talking about a singular issue with the report. After getting coffee, we were addressing two issues. I distinctly remember being confused about this disconnect. So that was this week's collection of Glitch in the Matrix stories on the As the Raven Dreams podcast. I hope you enjoyed this collection of glitchy goodness. If you did and would like to listen to more of this, you can always check out the other episodes of the podcast or support the channel further by actually going to my YouTube channel and checking out my videos. Just go to YouTube and search As the Raven Dreams. You can also go to AsTheRavenDreams.com for lots of other good stuff. Ways to get early access, read stories that I've written, submit your own story, and things like that. All that said, friends, thank you very much for listening. I do hope to see you in two weeks on the next Glitch in the Matrix episode. But until then, sleep well.